Love Talk Radio. Listen to me, because I really don't care no more about what anybody thinks. Because if we're going to go down this road and make a covenant, we can't make another covenant with death. You said, Tavis, what is that word about promise? What the, Barbara Jordan, what the American people want is simple. They want an America as good as its promise. Well, America is no good at all. If you have made a promise that you don't keep, what are you? You are a liar. Did they promise the Native Americans? Did they write it in treaties? Did they fulfill it? Did they promise us 40 acres and a mule? Did they fulfill it? Brown versus the Board of Education. 50 years later, where's the promise? Is it fulfilled or are we still in segregated schools? The right to vote, you got it? But the minute they gave it to you, they were finding ways to take it back from you. Can't you open your eyes and see the house is burning? We are dying every day, and we're in a hell of a condition because we've made a covenant with a government that is death itself, with a people that have lied to us, deceived us, and murdered us, and rubs us good on one side and kicks us in the behind on the other. You are a deceived people. If you don't have the testicular fortitude, to say what needs to be said, then sit down and stop trying to say you speak for our people and the hurt of the poor. Now I come. Excuse me. I think I'm getting excited. I applaud this covenant. But it demonstrates our impotence. Because in many of the chapters, it keeps going back to not only what we do, but really, we start looking to the same liar that has continued to promise, but never fulfilled. And that's why God said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, forgive your sins and heal your land. So don't look to them. Look to God. Look to yourself. Break your covenant with hell and death. Then make a covenant with black America and let's help implement a road map that will free us and the whites that will be freed can be freed by this. The Mexicans, the Hispanics can be freed by this road map. We are a universal people. But those at the top, they're on their way to hell. And if I got any power, I want to push them into hell as fast as I can. Good evening. Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Alpha Show here at TruthWorks Network. 
where the truth must be spoken more than once. What a fine week. (laughs) You know, at some point, at some point, it's got to be more than crystal clear about simple, simple topics, simple things that we do. It has to become more than clear of what our politics have devolved to, not evil, of devolved to. Talking about a slippery slope. We're sliding down this slope to 1950. We're moving backwards because of one person who has managed to convince the most I would call them maniac, above maniac, racist. I just viewed a clip from uh, CNN. And I don't follow CNN that much, but this caught my eye because they caught up with a few of these um, conspiracy theorists, these Alex Jones conspiracy theorists. They call themselves QAnon. They gave QAnon a boost. They gave QAnon legitimacy by simply mentioning them, by simply doing a story on them. And this is what Republicans do. This is how they get to a point of drumbeat of a nothing burger. This is how you get to a point of conspiracies. And this is how they drive uh, a scandal. This is a classic, a classic example of desperate people grasping for straws to the point where they accept a level of ignorance that seems to be passed by our history. You have a group of people who simply say, I read it on the internet, a right-wing internet at that, so Whatever they're told, they believe. QAnon believes in a deep state, and it's, according to what I've heard about them, they believe that someone in a higher level of government with a high security clearance is working on their side against the deep state. And who is the deep state? Well, guess what? The deep state of the old reliables, the old Obamas, the Clintons, the um, CIA, 
These are the deep state who are just simply against this president. You see, this is nothing more than another attempt to legitimize this illegitimate traitor. And I call him an illegitimate traitor because that's exactly what he is. And like I said when I started, how much more is it going to take? How much more and how much longer will they flaunt in the face of what they've so decried, what they've so said that they represented, which was law and order. Here's law and order for you. This man in the White House is simply saying he is above the law. The law does not apply to him. It's the Richard Nixon. If the president does it, it's not unlawful. Now think about it. We're going back 60 years, 70 years, going on 70 years, to regurgitate this level of BS that was settled law up until the right wing wants to push it. The right wing with carnival clowns like Rudy Giuliani wants to say, the president this, the president that, and uh, what has the subject or even a target of an investigation have the privilege of setting the ground rules for a subpoena? Or we'll come in and talk if. And this leads back to the Supreme Court. This leads back to simple things like, why is this Kavanaugh character ready to be our next Supreme Court justice? They're holding back. They're hiding his history with the Bush administration. And that should be a problem, not just to Democrats, but to Republicans alike. We are in the midst of the overthrowing of our democracy, capitulating to an authoritarian. Someone who simply says, Russia has taught me how to do this, and I'm going to implement Through negligence, through malfeasance, through malpractice, we've gotten a Donald Trump. The malpractice of an Obama generation to allow this to remain under the radar, to seek Mitch McConnell's approval, to let the American people know that Donald Trump is a Russian agent. It, it It's mind-boggling. And this is one of the criticisms I had of Obama, even though I voted for him twice. And me voting for him twice simply says, speaks to 
another topic that I'll cover, and that's political reality. I knew he was not perfect. After his initial election, I knew that there were flaws, there was weakness in his approach to pushing back against people who meant him and his presidency no good. He was reluctant to fight. I called him back then, I would say maybe 2009, I called him the Jackie Robinson of the White House. He was the first, so therefore, you have to put up with more stuff. I use the term stuff because my granddaughter is here with me and I don't want to hear her, let her hear her grandfather used such language. We are respectable Negroes. <laughs> Challenged to a point where the malfeasance and the complicity comes from the Republican Party. The Democratic Party seems to be afraid to call them out. Are they the same? Basically, kind of. But they're not identical. I hear people talking about the Democrats are Wall Street Democrats. They're, they're slaves to their masters, but they're all slaves to their masters. You'll hear some of them speak about getting rid of Citizens United, but no one will do a damn thing about it. And that in and of itself is problematic. You continue to hear this drumbeat of what Democrats aren't doing. What Democrats need to do, Democrats need to be for stand for something. I've said it before, and I'll say it again, and I'll keep saying it. Democrats are for a minimum wage hike to above $15 an hour so people can live. It's not a far-left idea. It's not a situation where you want to sit back and say, oh, they're, they're too radical. You see, it's about what we are told. It's about how we are told. And I saw an amazing presentation from a man. And this man spoke about, and he started this presentation off with two circles. And he asked about the two circles, and he says, which one of these circles is bigger than the other? And he said that um, it was a red circle and it was a blue circle. And he said, let me see a show of hands. Which, which of you think that the blue circle is bigger? Half the people, I guess, raise their hands. He said, which one do you think that the red circle is bigger? The other half raised their hands. 
He gave a slight chuckle, and he said, you see, I simply suggested that one circle was bigger than the other. The circles are the same size. And this is the same mindset that goes along with propaganda. This is the same mindset that happens when you are taught. You are taught to hate. You are taught right and wrong. This is the mindset you get when you acquiesce your, I'll call it, critical thought, and you allow other people to pave that way for you. If someone, as as you were growing up, this was done to the slaves, when they had absolutely nothing to grasp, no hope, even the simplest mind must have wondered what will become of us. We have nothing but an inability to reason at those early ages. So we are open to what older people are telling us and what our parents have indoctrinated us to. And our religion is is at the top of the scale. Religion is at the top of the list of whether or not you want to believe what your parents have told you, and many of us do. And think about it, mothers of the first teachers. So there's a strong, a strong possibility that you're going to believe what you were taught by your mother. I did. I definitely did. But after a while, you have to come to understand. Your thoughts have to be anchored in your growth. It's not a bad thing to have believed. It's whether or not you keep believing and things that simply have been debunked and simply make no sense at all anymore. You have to continue to believe in nonsense. If you can believe in the works in your Bible, Even after hearing the level of discrepancies in that uh, book, in the writings, 
and you continue to believe, you are deeply indoctrinated. And this is not to say I am against the Bible. To me, it's a book that stands alone. There are stories, uh, myths, if you will, in the Bible. And there are things that you should take into accord. You should take into advisement that um, you might want to call it things that you can live by. But not to get you off too too deep into that mindset, into that. But what you are told and what you believe is different from what you continue to believe. When you know better, you do better. And when you know better and you do better, you simply have to think better. Tell me something or tell me someone who continues to go down that road and not change their or answer to their critical thought. And you'd wander into a territory of not just roots, but what we find with this QAnon cult. You allow rumors in your mind that you've heard, that you've come across, to dictate to you what you're all about. And to me, that seems to be so far-fetched from logic. I've heard people go, well, the Democrats are this, the Democrats are that, the Democrats are the other. I'm not going to be foolish and go with the Democrats. And I have yet to hear anybody answer my question. Where are you going? I've yet to hear anyone say, simply say, I'm going to rely on a third party. I'm going to simply say, not so fast, Republicans and Democrats. I'm going to go over here. I may not win anything. And I may be just adrift in a vast ocean where there's nothing but water. You can't even hear my voice. There's nothing that you can say or nothing you can do that will change the situation by being adrift in this boat, in the ocean, in the middle of nowhere. I don't advocate on behalf of Wall Street, Democrats, Dinos. I advocate on progressives, on liberals, 
on people who simply don't sit around and ask the question of what Democrats have to do for us. I thought it was obvious. I thought you could bring Captain Obvious, a poster of Captain Obvious, and stand it up, and people will know. Democrats are for voting rights, equal rights, civil rights, health care, something other than the system that we've had, which has been shown to be a failure since the Affordable Care Act improved it. But the Affordable Care Act is a flawed scenario. There's nothing more reasonable to me than Medicare for all. Single payer, universal, call it what you will. But here's the problem. And here's why it's been so successfully rejected by the politicians who take the money by the politicians who curry favor, who listen to the lobbyists, because they'll cut off the money. I posted in the chat room a couple of stories, and one of these stories is very interesting. And it's about a scenario that should be a blueprint, should be a blueprint. And it's a scenario with the NRA. The NRA is whining, literally whining, that they may go out of business. They may have to curtail and roll back their mission. It's very interesting, the National Rifle Association claims it's facing deep financial problems and might go broke in a lawsuit that blames its problems on the state of New York. And I posted the article and just to give you a quick summary. The state of New York has ruled the insurance company that um, covers the NRA to be illegal. And this is a ruling that um, the NRA is literally, literally whining, whining about. And they're simply saying that um, it's illegal because it prevents the NRA from being sued when a gun is used in a crime that is improper. So the NRA is going to court 
to sue the state of New York. And this is what is, I don't, I can't say not well thought out. This is what is coming to fruition right now. The NRA is under investigation for funneling foreign money. Yeah, there's your old Citizens United. There's your old Citizens United. The NRA is is under siege for funneling for funneling foreign money into our political system. They gave Donald Trump thirty million dollars in this last election, three times more than in any other election in our history. So where did these millions come from after we have learned that a Russian agent that we have here in the United States that is in the lockup that has been indicted as they whine about her incarceration the Russians seem to have a problem with a proactive Justice Department, a proactive United States. The information that's coming from the special prosecutor has simply undressed and unraveled quite a few more, and it's going to get better. You wait, just wait. Just wait. As the information flows out, you will find that the NRA funneled Russian money. And here's the big tip-off with the NRA and their lockstep with Russia. They opened um, a gun rights organization in Russia. Now, tell me when Russia has had um, a gun rights organization or the right to bear arms in Russia. It's just not happening. It's just not going to happen. Takes. Some critical thought. Use your common sense. Gun rights organization, a gun club in Russia, it's not happening. So the NRA is under fire. And this investigation will, I believe, expose the NRA and submit my logic that the NRA should be Disbanded. The NRA should be put out of business. And that blue states who are governed by blue legislators need to follow the New York blueprint and declare the insurance company is 
called Carryguard. C-A-R-R-Y guard was illegal because it gave liability protection to gun owners for acts where there was intentional wrongdoing. Can you say killing children? Shooting up schools? Murdering journalists? At some point, at some time, there has to be a big stop. We have to stop coddling these people on the right. You must begin to fight them on the battlefield that they have sunk to. And that's a level that a lot of people are willing to accept, but too many, the majority, are willing to simply ignore, wave their hands at. And this is where we are after a level of non-pushback. And the non-pushback comes in the form of simply not speaking up. Donald Trump and the Republican think tanks are expecting to lose the House. And let me throw this out there for you. They're expecting to lose the House which will usher quite a bit more insight, oversight from the House of Representatives. There will be reopening investigations that the Republican-led committee, Intelligence Committee, or whatever committee that Nunes represented, they will reopen that. And they will have subpoena power. Robert Mueller already has this man's tax returns, but now everyone will get to see his tax returns. Donald Trump, I predict, will be brought down with the RICO Act. And not only should he be brought down with the RICO Act, but all of his riches and ill-gotten gains should be confiscated in connection with the RICO Act. His ultimate nightmare is a closed indictment. His Waterloo will be the fact that he is an unnamed conspirator. and an indictment that will come down from the Justice Department. Let's see. The Trump Foundation is under investigation in New York State. There are lawsuits that have been given the okay for his violation of the Emoluments Clause. 
his violation of his oath of office, the violation to protect the United States against enemies, foreign and domestic, all of these things he has failed him. But they are preparing to usher in a new Speaker of the House that he believes will make him more electable because he will harangue and he will beat the drum and he will tell his ignorant cult that Nancy Pelosi is for MS-13 and Nancy Pelosi wants open borders. He wants to run against Nancy Pelosi. And he's willing to set the stage and grind the country to a halt because the House run by Democrats should oppose him every step of the way to stop the carnage. And he's going to say, see, see, they're obstructing. Something, as a matter of fact, that I criticize Obama for not doing. I truly believe and I still believe that to this day, had Obama hit the bully pulpit and simply complained about the things that were being obstructed that would have helped the middle class, we'd be much better off now. That was my criticism of him. His other utter unwillingness to fight back. And I'll simply say it, you know, when in power, he failed, failed to lead. And when I say lead, I mean you lead by pushing your agenda that you believe in. You believe by standing up to the things, your values that you believe in. If you believe that Medicare for all or even single payer, a public option would have helped your health care bill, you should have ran with it. But lo and behold, he didn't. And lo and behold, here we are. And lo and behold, now we've allowed the rumor mill, the scandal party, to create scandals, to usher in an era of foreign money. That should be one of the talking points for getting rid of Citizens United. It will be proven that through the NRA and through complicit Republican politicians, they have literally allowed foreign money to seep into our political system, which is unconstitutional. But this is their unconstitutional. This is... um, what they wanted. It's okay as long as the 
Constitution fits their narrative. And when I say that, I'm simply saying this. They pick and choose the parts of the Constitution they want to follow. First Amendment, oh, you can't have First Amendment because we want our religious freedom, even though it's supposed to be a separation between church and state. We have allowed this narrative to catch hold. Why? Because they repeated it over and over and over again. So when you get those narratives, you simply have to ask yourself, who does it benefit? And who are the hypocrites here? And if you ask yourself, who are the hypocrites here? You will see the majority of the time it's the Republicans. I'm not trying to say Democrats aren't hypocrites. We have a Senate chamber full of them. So says the 40 who voted to increase military spending by $717 billion when, in fact, that $717 billion could have been spent elsewhere. And isn't that always the case? There's always somewhere else to spend this kind of money. But we're broke. We can give $1.5 trillion tax breaks to people who don't need them, but we're broke. So therefore, we have to cut what they're calling entitlements, which is nothing more than the insurance that we've paid into. It's called Social Security. It's called Medicare. It's called Medicaid. So somebody do one thing. Can someone please explain to me the logic behind most of the rhetoric that I hear that uh, what Democrats stand for. They have to be something other than anti-Trump. No, you don't. The man is delusional. He's a lunatic. He's not the kind that you would face as a as an idiot because he's far from that. He understands the workings of conspiracies. He understands the workings of what you say and when you say. Feeds his base, and that's what they do. They constantly feed their base. They constantly reinforce the lie, reinforce the support and their supporters. They're constantly saying, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. Do this, do this, do this. They're constantly defining 
who the other people are with demonization and vilification. All liberals this or liberals that. Obama this, Hillary that. And all the while they're telling you this. They're not telling you what they're for. What are they for? They're not talking about their separation of children. Their socialism. It's okay when they get socialism or when their ancestors have been the recipients of socialism. And that is very important because the socialism has been one of the foundations, the baseline, the mainstays of who these people are. Oh, God. Government is okay when they use government, when government benefits them. I call it privilege. I call it privileged socialism. And at the very end of it, I think uh, the Honorable Martin Luther King basically explains it better than I could. That's why I play these clips, because they mean something. The Black Code restrictions, redlining and FDA guarantee loans, predatory bank lending, convict leasing, which utilize black labor but does not transfer the wealth. I wish that I could say that this wealth disparity in America was isolated only in America, but it's not. All the wealth that was generated that helped to make Britain great, so-called, the British Empire, all of this came from enslavement and colonialism and ill-gotten gains. And it links to this modern discussion around inequality and the huge gap between the nations, not only in terms of Britain and Europe, but also the rest of the world, and in particular, Africa and the Caribbean. The truth is, this is the same scenario across every colonized land. Today, as a people, we fight for the Confederate flags to come down. We even fight for people to stop using the word nip. Right. Or other forms of bigotry to not be used. But we've been duped into believing that it's absolutely foolish to continue to fight for reparations. Many of us don't recognize the direct ties between the past and the wealth that was carried into today. Our ancestors were forced to invest in this economy without ever receiving a return. Unlike Jews, reparations were never paid to slaves or their descendants to help balance out this unjustified wealth. 
But understand that the reason our ancestors were enslaved was not for the purpose of being able to call us a... Right. It was not even for the purpose of being able to raise a slave flag. No. All of the killing, the torturing, dehumanizing, inhumane treatment, all boiled down to one reason. Wealth. It was all business. Understand that. I know that our brother Martin did. I still have a dream. Not that one. At the very same time that America refused to give the Negro any land, through an act of Congress, our government was giving away millions of acres of land in the West and the Midwest, which meant that it was willing to undergird its white peasants from Europe with an economic floor. But not only did they give the land, they built land-grant colleges with government money to teach them how to farm. Not only that, they provided county agents to further their expertise in farming. Not only that, they provided low interest rates in order that they could mechanize their farms. Not only that, today many of these people are receiving millions of dollars in federal subsidies not to farm, and they are the very people telling the black man that he ought to lift himself by his own bootstraps. And this is what we are faced with, and this is the reality. Now, when we come to Washington in this campaign, we are coming to get our check. Think about that. Just think about that. Socialism was great before it was turned, before it was weaponized as the poor whites came to this country as immigrants, the government was more and more willing to help them. But people of color, don't you dare. People of color, you don't have the right. People of color, we can't help you. People of color, pull yourself up by your bootstraps as they've ignored their history as they've made plain that at some point you have to come to understand that you can't erase the facts. We can hear it. We can see it. We understand that there is a double standard. There's always been a double standard for all of us. I'm more than 40, 45 minutes into the show. And sometimes I get a little distracted. Sometimes I get a little carried away with trying to think on the run. And the number here is 929-477-2867 if you want to 
reach out to me. If some for some reason you agree or for some reason you disagree, either way, I'm open for a discussion. But, however, let's make sure that that discussion is, I'll call it acceptable. Don't call me with what about is Don't call me and tell me that I can be foolish for putting my faith in a democratic party that hasn't served my people as it should. Because the things that don't call me with givens, things that I already know, things that I already agreed to, but you simply take up time because you don't think anybody else knows it. To that, I simply say this. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Period. That's what that means. For me, nine two nine four seven seven two eight six seven. If you simply need a reason to speak your mind, and speaking your mind doesn't simply mean to rattle off about what about isms and all of that. Speak your mind is to kind of mincing a little critical thought in there, a little common sense, a little common sense. Is it common sense for you to have followed what they said? Oh, we don't know any Russians. Russians, I don't know. We don't. I heard someone say, this Russian stuff, oh, it's. I don't care about this Russian stuff. Then why why you don't care about a democracy? That's all that's telling me. You don't care about a democracy, and you have a bone to pick with both parties. Hell, I have a bone to pick with both parties, but one more than the other. I am not willing to abandon my only hope, and my only hope right now is that we are able as progressives to grab the Democratic Party by its throat and drag it further to a progressive horizon. Tell me I'm crazy. Tell me I'm, oh, you can't. I, I heard people say things like, I don't care. I'm not going to be duped. You've been duped all your damn life. You've been lied to all of your life. And if you ever hope to correct it, if you ever hope to make any sense of it, you will get off that high horse. And you'll begin to think. 
you begin to think better. You'll have no other choice. But to all the people, I'll simply say this. You cannot convince me that all is lost. The two-party system is what we have. Till someone can answer my question. Where are you going? I will continue to beat the drum of I'm going with the lesser of two evils. And if you believe that evil is still evil, you're right. Evil is still evil. But what choice do you have? What choice do we have? Unless you want to simply be adrift in a raft on the ocean without a voice, with no way of communicating or, I won't say communicating, I'll say getting your point across. If you have no way to turn this around, what agenda are you literally embracing? What agenda are you capable of putting up with? You have people who are lying by the ounce. (laughs) And I call it lying by the ounce because that's what Donald Trump has turned us into, lies. A country of lies. He's convinced 35, 39, 40% of the American people that we have been indoctrinated with nothing more than lies. There's a deep state. These people are lying to you. This is from a four or six time bankrupt failure who is literally a traitor to the nation. He has a voice. He has a bully pulpit. And he's convinced a lot of people that these are the truths that they should advance with. And I'll simply say this, and I'll say it again and again because as the hour progresses and as my inability of communicating diminishes because I can feel it coming on. (laughs) I can feel it coming on. and I'll simply say this. I cannot fathom an authoritarian government, a dictator, someone who is being told what to do by the likes of Vladimir Putin. 
I see you, 617. I'll get to you when I come. No matter what, know your value. No matter what, know you matter. The I Declare Show, home of Real Raw Right Now Talk Media. I Declare Show is where we deal with the difficult, real raw, right now. The I Declare Show. Real Raw Right Now Talk Media, I declare it. The I Declare Show, Tuesdays, 9 p.m. I'm Janice Graham, and I declare it. It's real, raw, and right now, the I Declare Show with India Declare. Welcome back. I'll tell you right here. I'm On the top of the I'm sad. Let me go to the caller. Because I know she's been patiently waiting for a full four minutes. Welcome to the hey Alpha there, Show. Alpha. Thank you for calling the Network. Hello, Janice. Thanks. How are you? Hey, Alpha. Thank you for taking my call. And thanks for the great shout-outs. I listened to your show. Uh wasn't able to be here last Saturday night. And uh, I am grateful for all the nice things that you said um, and the tribute. Uh, to my illustrious 50-year, almost almost 50 years. Um, that's what they kept saying, nearly 50 years. Alpha. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I wanted to call you because we keep talking about and hearing about that the Democrats believe that there's going to be a blue wave in November. They keep talking about that. And I have some some reservations in regard to whether that's going to happen. And I'm, I've said it a couple of times because it doesn't appear to me that the Democrats have a comprehensive campaign going on to win in November. And I've never seen any wins when there hasn't been a winning strategy in place and working. They, you know, they talk about um, a few candidates, Ocasio-Cortez in New York and Beto in Texas, but I'm I'm not seeing 
um, this huge campaign in rolling down, steaming down the street in America for the Democrats. I'm just not seeing it, and maybe somebody can set me straight. Okay. And and one of the one of the, I mean they keep faltering. They faltered on the government shutdown last year and capitulated. They've capitulated. They they're doing the they're being the their Obama esque best as as I can see it. And I'll give you an example. Senator Claire McCaskill of Missouri. She plans to sit down with the Supreme Court Justice nominee Kavanaugh, and he's already met with Joe Manchin. He's met with Heidi Heitkamp. He's met with Joe Donnelly. Um, my understanding is that he's going to be meeting with Feinstein and Schumer standing exactly how this is going on. When Garland was nominated, the strategy by the the GOP was that it simply weren't going to meet with him. And that was the end of that. So, and, and they're sitting around planning as I understand it, to talk to him about health care, women's freedom, presidential power, and some other stuff. And it it is going to have no meaning, none whatsoever. He's going to lie to him, just like exactly. Robert did, just like what, Lino did. What do they, they think did. he's going yeah. to say? And there exactly. is a total freeze out of the of Democrats at the National Archive because they won't provide the Democrats with the necessary research to take a look at this guy. How can that be? Because that's what authoritarian regimes do. We're going to hide his history with with the Bush administration. We're going to hide his history with torture. We're going to hide all of the bad things about him, notwithstanding the fact that it's already out through other writings how the president is above the law. Mm-hmm. All of those things are a recipe. And the fact that he comes from the Federalist Society, let alone the fact that he came into being because of some deal that Trump was willing, was able to make with the retiring Kennedy. Well, he's a well, former well, law let's, let, let, let's, let's put a uh, let's put a uh, um, pin right here. Let's pause for a minute. Let's pause at the at the, on the beaches of the Sea uh, Truth. Kennedy did not voluntarily resign. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. He was Kennedy was saving the hide of his son. Thank you. Who, who was a an official 
in the Ducha Bank, and he got a pardon, not a pardon, he got a reprieve from being uh, charged with money laundering in exchange for his, that's blackmail, in exchange for his father to retire this month. That's no. how that happened. Now we can take the pen out. With, and by okay. the way, no, 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 just to throw in some, just to throw in some gossip for India because I know she's in the audience and in the chat room. I think Melania Trump is an agent. But so I. What are you trying to say? So what are you I trying just, to say? That's what I said. Just what I said. She was one of the. What's, what's the name was of the movie? It placed years ago. All of this has what's been the name in the place movie for years. About how Russians use women to. What was the name of that movie? Red? What? The name of Red the movie Bond was Red or something. Red Sparrow or something. I haven't seen that movie. I, I might take that movie out after your show. I haven't. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the movie either. It hasn't come to HBO yet. I don't go to the show. Uh, but why is it not the drumbeat of the because Democrats? Because the Democrats, nominee. I mean, how much, how, how much more, India was talking about it on her broadcast last night. How much more do people have to have sitting in front of them to understand that it is a trunk of treasonous corruption sitting right in front of them. Because I, I know I want to talk about this, cab, why the Democrats aren't just freezing Kavanaugh out, but um, put another pin in it. Uh, uh, my question is simply, is very simple. Why are the Democrats playing this game? The other question that I have for you tonight, Alpha, and maybe you've thought about it. I'm sure you have because, you know, you're still the gypsy man. Um, I want to, I really want to examine the idea. And, you know, I'm packing these boxes, so I'm doing a lot of thinking. You think, you rap, and you think. And then you're trying to figure out what size box to put it in. And so you're thinking about a lot of stuff because you can't watch TV because all the movies that somebody that we know choose have subtitles and you can't read it and work at the same time. But anyway, I digress. Who else in the – who else in the – Republicans in – the Congress, and I'm talking about the Senate and the House, who else is going to get caught up in the Mueller investigation? There are other people that we haven't even begun to think about. One of those people that I'm thinking about is Grassley. The other I'm thinking about (laughs) is Orrin Hatch. And there are some other players. 
Republican players that we that will is going to blow our minds that they're going to get caught in the net of the Mueller investigation. And it's not necessarily those those uh, congressional representatives that um, went to Moscow recently. There are some others, and we are going to be blown away. And then that's not talking about the roaches that already decided, oh, I'm not going to run for re-election. Because we all know they got Russian money, too. And that's why they're running. So I'll take the pin out of that and go back to the Kavanaugh thing. And you ask the question, you're always asking the question, and you're always giving the right answer. And the right answer is that, and I said it to, I think, to India or India's guests last night, the sh- there is just a very short margin between those who are Democrats and those who are Republicans, not only in the government, but in, you know, I'm going back to my old thing, the shadow government. The shadow government so, never gets old that's because right. it's always there. I mean, look at the fight between Trump. Look at the fight between Trump and the Koch brothers. The Koch brothers had their hands in the work of the Republican um, National Republican Governors Association for years before most people ever knew there was such a thing as the Koch industry. Before Alec, before that. They had their baby brother, who who I kind of I kind of liked him. Can't remember his name, but I know his last name was Coke. Um, who was running the 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 arm? See, this is how they operate. They set up operations within the state government, where the state funds certain kinds of programs and setups. Um, set up state agencies. And then that agency, and I know that was happening here in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts because I was a consultant on one of their programs. The program here, the agency here was called Mass Jobs. And Mass Jobs was nothing but a cover for the the. The operatives, Massachusetts operatives, New England operatives of the Republican National Republican Governors Association. So, I'm still thinking that the Democrats are covering for someone or some people and that is the reason why they are not freezing out Kavanaugh, because they saw the how it worked with Garland. It worked. For a whole year, it worked. The, the, the Republicans said, hey, we're not interviewing anybody on this nomination. 
no 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 interviews, no discussions, no nothing, no hearing. So and 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 Otis just popped up and Otis is absolutely right. Pence is gonna get caught up in the Mueller investigation. Of course. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. There was no Russians. There was no look. The entire cabal of what's in this White House is going to get caught up in this. Yeah, people are I going mean, you to. See, you see, they already. You see, they already got Sanders. Bernie Sanders and his wife are under investigation before a grand jury for bank fraud. You. I know you know that, right? Right. So and what are the, what, it's he about is, the you know, he is he he is he's off he's off the table. Bernie Sanders is not going to be a player in six months. I don't think he'll re- I don't think he'll resign, but I don't think he'll be I don't think he, I, I don't think he'll be an operative. Well, I have a scenario that I thought about, and before I revealed it, I just wanted to know. I need to know whether or not it's constitutional. You see, with all of the gray area, with all of the murky water. With the cloud of corporatism hanging over someone like a Joe Biden, how about Joe Biden running for president in 2020 and bringing on as his vice president candidate Barack Obama? And him, after all of this time, coming to understand that he needs to fight. He needs to fight, take off the gloves, and fight back. Now, that's just a thought. That's just a thought in my head. There are other other uh, scenarios that I can envision. There are other scenarios that I can understand if you if you really want to know the truth about it. But that, that popped into my head when I saw the two together at some bakery. And I said, wouldn't that set the right's hair on fire? They'd be right there at the Supreme Court questioning the constitutionality of Barack Obama being a vice president. But, like, I, I, I'll say it and I, I digress because it uh, it simply makes Little sense. <laughs> it makes a lot less sense than the rest of it. Here, here's here 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 is um what I'm I'm seeing how I'm seeing it. Donald Trump is running a way ahead. Of the Democrats right now 
and the Republicans will benefit from it. I mean, he well, was I'm out in Ohio. What? I'm going to repeat the one thing I said, and I said it last week. You said there's going to be no blue wave, and I'm going to say I'm done. I'm finished. Because there will be no other reason, no other need, there will be no other hope to fight it. If with the with the ugliness of this president, with the racism of this president, with the child separation and the just the, the of this president. With the 4,200 lies plus of this president, if there's no blue wave, I'm done. I am done. I will never bark on the radio or bark on another show. I will never move to give a political opinion because I will simply retreat to my ill-gotten gains and... um, Live out the rest of my existence as a well, normal person. Well, I, 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 I just, I won't believe. I'll see that when I believe. I'll, I'll believe that when I see it. But anyway, here is, <laughs> you've got conservative groups that just in Ohio this week plowed more than $3 million into TV airwaves, far outspending uh, the Democrats. The Republican National Committee, the Congressional Leadership Fund, all super PACs have dispatched field staffers into, into this district in Ohio that they're trying to hold on to, um, that was um, the reason that 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 um, the president was in Ohio today. I'm trying to think of the, the candidate's name. Uh, Damn, they named they, they named O'Malley. They named O'Malley. The mere fact that this guy, this Republican, this seat has never been held by a Democrat. The fact that he was ten points ahead now it's a Bald virtual forty-four, forty-three. Balderson. He's a his name is Balderson. He's a state senator and they're trying to hold on to this re- Republican seat. It's the twelfth district. And it doesn't matter. I mean people are running around talking about oh he he insulted LeBron James and that's the place LeBron James is from and and that's gonna that that's not gonna even matter. It's not going to matter. What's going to matter more than the money that's been poured in there? Like I said years ago, it's the money. It's the money. Mm -hmm. If you can convince enough people, and I failed to download this this particular, and I'll find it again, and I'll share it on my Facebook page and on everybody's page when I find it. But it is a... It is. Yeah, I mean, you've truth. got, you've got 
uh, the two major judicial orders that came down in the last 48 hours, the one to restart DACA and the other is to uh, a, a court just today ruled that a, a federal court just today ruled that dark money, you can no longer make anonymous donations to campaigns. You would think that that the Democrats would be pushing that. You've got a president who put children, who separated children from their parents and put the children in concentration camps. You've got eight that have been reported in those concentration camps of children under the age of 14. You've got two deaths of children under the age of five. And you would think that would be enough, but it's not. All the only reason it's not the... enough. Mm-hmm. The only reason it's not enough is because their inability to feed the fire of their base. That's right. That's right. I mean, China just hit us with sixty billion dollars in tariffs of U.S. goods, and that's not enough. And part of the problem is that I think that Democrats and independents got sucked into the idea that social media is the is the way to win the hearts of America because they're too narrow in their thinking and have forgotten that most of the people that they need to come out to vote aren't even on social media. People who vote are on social media. People who are not who don't vote are not on social media. Thanks to Barack Obama because Barack won on Twitter or whatever. I don't know what it is. But I am I I am saying to you that these are all things that indicate to me why the Democrats are not going to win and take back the House in November. And with a president that is so vulnerable, because you can't convince me he's not a traitor. You can't convince me that he has not been an agent or asset of the of Russia since Putin's election. You cannot convince me of that, so don't even try. And I know you won't. And I think his wife is an agent, is an is an agent that was placed with him to for oversight, enforcement, People, and monitoring. I am a traitor. Hmm. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Because you can't, you you just can't convince me of that. But anyway, those are things that are, are on my mind, um, and 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 I think that we get sucked into 
we get sucked into in two in two ways. Not responding to him in certain ways and responding to him in other ways. <clears throat> when I say not responding to him, we don't respond to him on the issues that are important to people. I, people don't care that he said pussy, that he grabbed the pussy, that whatever. People don't care about that. People do care by the fact that he took away um, he took away opportunity from farmers, and when they started losing money, then he decided to take my money and give to the farmers as welfare. People do care about that. They care about what's going on with these children. They don't care about the wall. They care about what's going on with these children. So, and then the ways that we don't, that we do respond, we are, we get as childish as he is. I love the way that you used the word earlier in the show that he's a lunatic. My mother used to call me that all the time. You're just a, a lunatic. You're acting like a lunatic. <laughs> and that was her word. <laughs> so, um, and that's because we don't have a strategy. And and even if we had a strategy, Alpo, who's going to carry that? Who's going to be the face of the strategy? Tell me that. We got millennials over over on the right, in in, in, uh, in the calling themselves liberation warriors. When in fact, all they're doing is having panels. That's all they're doing. But Trump is the voice and the face of the madness. That people are claiming his rallies, people are claiming it. His base, whatever his base is, I, I just can't believe there's that many uh, ignorant, hateful people. But anyway, because yeah. yes, yeah, yep. I mean, it, it's just it, it's just bizarre. It's surreal. I mean, it makes you want to stay home. But we, but our voice has no face. Who's speaking for us? Tom Perez? Nobody listens to him. Well, let me put it like this. The reason we see it that way, that nobody speaks for us, is because when someone um, moves to speak for us, we seem to institute this purity test that, oh, this person is in, in 1971, he was against. In 1993, she said this. And then I understand the history of okay, people. I, and I, I just, just want to ask you one thing. Why aren't we having rallies in Ohio? 
where we are being as outrageous. I mean, you know, I believe somebody lie to me, I'll tell them a lie quick. A lie begets a lie, confronts a lie. Okay, but let me say it like this. (laughs) Why aren't we moving around to stand with the truth? We have the truth. We have the facts. And yet no one will stand up for the truth, for the facts. Why no one will stand up for rallies. Why aren't we having rallies? If we don't have a face, who's gonna who's gonna be the face of these rallies? Who's gonna be the main why speaker? Why is let's let's pull Al Franken back in. And he can say pussy grabber too. You have to look at it like this too. It was the Wall Street Democrats who forced him out when they teamed up with the Republicans. There you go. There you go. That's that narrow shade of gray. That's the narrow shade of gray. It's the same thing I talked about a couple months ago with you about why aren't we going into his territory and having um, rallies? And people will call me, but, I mean, why aren't we having a rally in Wisconsin with LeBron James? Why isn't he in Ohio having a rally tonight? How about, how about Ocasio in Kansas? Everybody, how about like People would go to hear him. Our people. Who? Cabernet. We're going to hear who? Cabernet. Cabernet. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't he be one of the faces? What These am I missing people, here? I don't know. I don't know if I heard you or if I'm... The kneeling guy. What do you... Oh, Cabernet. Yeah. yeah. Well, Cabernet. I don't know who you were talking about. His, his name is Cabernet. That's and I didn't know I who said. you were talking about. That's what I said, Maybe Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. But here's the thing. We're doing all of our rallies at MSNBC. We're doing all of our rallies at Netroots and wherever the, the conferences race for the nation or nation race. I, can't I don't hear think you, Alpha. What are you doing? Thing. I don't think that is a bad venue. No, it's not. But that's not where the type of drum up the base, give them talking points like cheerleaders. That's what I'm they don't the same do, thing that, They don't the have same. talking points. The same we don't thing have that, talking points because no one has given us talking points. Think about. It. Well, that's what I'm. That's where I started. We don't have. They don't have a strategy. And it comes around. The Democrats don't have a strategy. Janet. It comes they full look, circle, Janet. You, 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 they do don't you know, have a method. Do you know where where the Democrat where the Republicans got? got their strategy about sending Trump to someplace every week and having a strategy. It's not because he likes it. 
It's because it worked for Bernie Sanders. Came right right out of Bernie Sanders' playbook. Right, just like uh, challenging these trade deals came from the left. He's gone further to the left than the left has. But but here's the problem. Here's the problem, and I say it about the black radical left. I say it about the black so-called progressives. I say it about the black so-called liberals. I say it about the the liberal so-called Democrats. We're trying to be smart. We're trying to be the scholars. I said it about Barack Obama. People are not looking for intellect. They are looking for their spirit. And that's what Trump does. And that's what we, as Democrats and progressives and liberals, that's what we lack. The inability to stand up and tell everybody this man has lied more than any president in history. It's passion. People like to experience the passion of what they believe. And that's why these white supremacists all over this country are going to Trump rallies so that they can demonstrate their passion. And we simply lack that passion, that enthusiasm. We don't that's stoke right. our base. And like that's I said, right. that's the same that is the same thing as we don't have a message. And like mm-hmm. I said, let there not be a blue wave and my boat is ashore. <laughs> there will be no okay. more me. There will be no more boat. Well, once Trump again, thank you, and, and, and that's not even a guarantee. Yep. Once again, Alpha, thank you, and I'm going to get off of here and have you go at my questions. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, Dennis. Bye. Thanks for the call. Dennis Graham, uh, my big sister, my um, political talk show mentor, if you will. And I know my brother's been holding a while. And let me get to him because he don't have much time. He did enter the arena late, but uh, better late than never. And I'm simply glad he came. 757, welcome to the Alpha Show. Thank you for calling TruthWorks Network. Good evening. Good evening, Alpha. I tried to let you know. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I got you. Oh, all right. I just want to make sure. Uh, kudos and hello to Janice and uh, Sorry, I didn't see all the pictures yet from the celebration, but I know it was a bang-up job. I'm going to try to keep it tight and concise. I just left a four-hour conference with some ministers and high officials from Zambia. My older sister kept worrying me about it because she works up at Virginia State College, one of the uh, HBCUs, and, and she kept worrying me about going to this conference. I said I wasn't going to do it, but I'm glad I did. Uh, I don't. I took a lot of videos and I got a lot of information, some contacts with the, with the uh, commerce minister, along with the 
the king who was in charge of one of the ten provinces there, and they were talking about the politics here in America. So I got a chance to drop the names of our, our common ground, Yvette Cornell, uh, Antonio Moore, Time for Awakening, Talk Radio Network, and the Alpo Show. So I wrote all of that information down for them. So y'all are about to be uh, lit up in Zambia because it's hard for me to go to a function and people shake my hand asking questions and I don't load them up with things. So I wrote it all out for them, even took a few pictures and sent it to the email addresses. So I have some direct contact. But I wanted to touch on some things you were saying. I had to go back and double check because I caught the tail end of, of what Janice was saying. And I I kept saying this on my Facebook page a long time. The reason you can't get any motion from Congress is because they're all complicit in this. When she just said something about the two contingents of Republicans that had gone and met with Russian legislators, do you realize they never come back to this country and told us exactly what they talked about and why, if Russia is such a grave threat to us, why is it almost 14 or 15 all Republican delegates have been there to talk to Russian legislators? And, and here's the deal. Tillerson was cabinet because of his connections to ExxonMobil. ExxonMobil was a primary yes. partner with, I can't pronounce the name of it, but the Russian, Russian uh, energy sector that was trying to put a pipeline through to Europe. Also fighting over a gas and a pipeline through Syria because they had a deal with Qatar. They called themselves trying to isolate Iran. So that is one of the reasons, having been in the military and watch how this country, op- country operates, along with media. We tend to keep asking why media won't be honest with us is because media is owned by the very same corporations that are trying to control natural resources all over this continent. To bring it back into Zambia, that minister said that they've broken away from allowing these multinational corporations to come in because Zambia is the number two exporter of copper. And they said that they had been bombarded with American delegates trying to force them to only do business with America. So my point being, you can't get minority party to do anything because they are also complicit in it. I don't know for sure which uh, which congressman other than Steny Hoyer, which is a which is a prime example. But you got to understand, they knew what was going on. I put it out there on social media when I kept telling people when. Jeff Sessions, a sitting senator, when he joined the maverick campaign of the rogue contestant, Donald Trump, knowing his background, knowing he was under investigation for the F, from the FBI, knowing he was a central figure with the National Security Council because of his Russian dealings, because they knew he was laundering money through real estate sales two Russian oligarchs. All of this was known because of David K. Johnstone's book. And and Trump had threatened David Johnstone over 20 years for taking him to court and always end up losing because Johnstone had magnificent legal backing and Trump didn't want his business exposed. To take that man to court means that everything that he hid from us would have come out. Now, my point is Wall Street, financiers, P. Morgan, all of them, Chase, all of them are complicit 
and ensuring that Donald Trump kept doing business because it was lucrative for them. That is why our representation from corporate Democrats won't hold. Here's another one. The Democrats have made sure that even though the man on the street has made it plain with Bernie Sanders' uh, run in the, in the 2016, have made it plain that this the Democratic Party should lean more populist. The perfect example was Bernie Sanders ended up making his run against the party that he was, quote, an independent but ran on a Democratic ticket with only $27 donations from average citizens, which means he proved that to be competitive, you do not have to accept corporate money. But how do you cut yourself loose when you've been getting corporate for the last 10 or 15 years? Cory Booker, Harold Ford, uh, <laughs> all of them, all of them to be exact, to be honest with you, because the way it works is the leader of that party is the one that, that doles out the money. So you got to look at the Chuck Schumers. You got to wonder how come he can't be have more backbone. Harry Reid, I, I kept attacking him when I said the reason we couldn't push Obama to the left is because Harry Reid and Nancy Pelosi were the gatekeepers in Congress. They, if you know, if you Thank go you back know. and check the record, not once did they ever put any legislation forward as the majority party, the lead party, a narrow majority, but the lead party, which means they control the heads of every committee, whether it was finance, whether it was a regulation, whether it was the military, whatever that committee was. They never once fought a single vote. But here's what they did do, out of the spirit of corporation of cooperation. They did allow the minority Republicans to try to repeal the ACA 48, 49 times. We have to understand there are no two parties. And I, I, I'm, I'm really disappointed that as, as many foibles as the Green Party had, one thing that it could have provided for us is if they'd gotten that 5%, some of these progressives that are now in net roots and all of that mess trying to take over the Democratic Party would actually have been giving us the first chance in over 100 years to have a viable third party. So I'm saying I don't know where it's going to end, but I do know this. I grew up in the South. I tell you, I'm here in Yorktown, Virginia. I got a chance to talk to the Zambia uh, uh, contingent of, of about 15 people, and I'll put up some more information. I took some short videos and everything because – when I started schooling them on what was going on here, they were actually going online to verify what I was telling them. And, and they understand exactly what I, I keep saying. Donald Trump is not the shot caller in this. There's an African proverb when they say when the elephants fight, the grass dies. We are the grass when it comes to this, and we need to wake up to it. We, can, we don't have a future, quote, trying to take over the Democratic Party now until probably 2014 when a lot of us are going to suffer. Not only did Trump give a trillion-dollar tax cut, he's going back now and trying to unilaterally change the tax code, and the only thing that may hold him up is the Justice Department has said that is illegal because the only people that have a right to change the taxes, whether it's lowering them or raising them, 
by the Constitution is Congress. So here's what we got coming up in the next two to six weeks. We got to find out exactly who in the Democratic Party is going to go along with Republicans to give this new tax breaks to corporations because that's going to end up being somewhere in the neighborhood of $700 billion if it's done the way he wants to do it. So you've got Democrats that froze out their own president for eight years that are now cooperating behind the scenes to allow Republicans to do what they've done. If you look at this from a broad view, what they've done every time they've been in office is to run up the debt, then start crying that we cannot afford it after they lose the public election to Democrats. So Democrats become the scapegoats that have to try to do what? Balance the budget. None of this is new. I'm going to try to stop it there and let you have the rest of your show. I wish I'd come in earlier, but I hope you take this up next week because i got a lot of stuff for you. Peace, my brother. And guess Thank what? You. Thank you. You, you, may de- you may desire to run away, as I've heard you tell your guru several times. I'm going to tell you this. The fact that you have that many grandkids and your love for what this country should be, you may want to run away, but you ain't got nowhere to hide. You will be right here, and we will hopefully have drawn in some of these millennials because one of the reasons that they can't find any direction is because they're watching the elders bicker over who's going to be the leader. <laughs> spoken, spoken like a true scholar. Older. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you very much, brother Otis. From um, his perspective, is absolutely right. And he is absolutely right. This is the only reason I do this, because of my 12 grandchildren and soon-to-be 19 great-grandchildren, because of their future, because of the forest for the trees that we can't see. But they're absolutely right. Otis is absolutely right. Janice is absolutely right. We don't have a message. And this is what I mean when I say we don't have a message. We literally don't have a message. We are housing traitors. And think about how insidious this is that you have one side who has played the long game and infiltrated our ranks with people who are of a like mind, who can pretend to be for the working man, who can pretend to be for people of color and for the poor, and yet to enrich themselves in the coffers of the taxpayers of politics prevail each and every time. The money wins because nothing is more substantial, nothing is more important than repetition and repeating a truth or a lie. And since the truth isn't enough anymore, It must be spoken more than once because lies are repeated ad nauseum. 
lies are what gets us into more trouble than it should. I want to thank Janice Graham and I want to thank Otis for their calls. I want to thank you all for listening. Theories, I have opinions. I have literally speak on things that I see and what's going wrong and what shouldn't be, and I talk about it. I do believe there's going to be a blue wave because there's so many people pissed off. We have flipped over 52 houses statewide and, well, 52 seats, not houses, 52 seats statewide because of what is representing us as a president. And people at this point need a face, but there's no face to be found. When someone steps forward, they are immediately demonized and vilified. And it's accepted because the demonization and vilification are repeated at nauseam. You can't get a toehold if you can't repeat the truth. The truth must be spoken more than once. When I say it, I mean it. When I tell you that, it's because... It's the truth. And people have a very, very hard time with something as like the truth. I want to end this with a few thoughts. And one of the first thoughts is this. Why does the Klan wear hoods? The Klan wears hoods because When they're done, they go back to being your doctors, your lawyers, your governors, your police officers, your senators, your teachers, your judges, and your co-workers. Let that kind of resonate. Let that kind of sink in. Because one thing you have to come to understand, one thing you have to know, And one thing that you have to live by, when injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. I'm going to take off a little early here, and I'm going to leave you with these dulcet tones of my man. Because... That seems to be the way to go. Mother, 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 everybody thinks we're wrong. Who are they to judge us? Mother, mother, simply call the sweet where I hang on. Mother, mother, ooh. 